This is Theology Refresh, David Mathis, Desiring God's podcast for pastors and Christian leaders. And sometimes we take a more practical topic, and we are here talking about church planting today. It's especially a kind of simple church planting, maybe one way you talk to it, a no-frills, kind of on-the-ground church planting. And we're joined by Professor of Old Testament, RTS Jackson, Miles Van Pelt. Miles, thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Miles, uh, we, we bumped into each other at an Evangelical Theological Society meeting a few months ago, and we've known each other from several years of talking at these, and he's been a good friend, and uh, I was so encouraged to hear about a church planting effort in Jackson, Mississippi, where he is a professor that he's been involved with. I thought it might be helpful to talk about that here today, to hear some more of the backstory, hear some of his thinking. Miles is clearly a, a biblical thinker, someone who's Bible-saturated as a professor of Old Testament and uh, it, it, there's an exciting thing that's gone on as God's called him into church planning here in the, in the last few months. So, uh, Miles, would you, would you begin with the story of how God began stirring in you, a seminary professor, for the kind of church plant now that you're involved in? Yeah, sure. Um, we've been in Jackson for 10 years now uh, this summer. And when, when we first moved to Jackson, we thought one day we may end up doing church plant work, my wife and I. But... Being a new professor, having a growing family, it just never came to fruition. And we have served in about four different uh, churches in the area during our 10 years, some places where they didn't have a pastor at the time, some places where they needed a Sunday school teacher for six months. We've just served around. And um, in the context of those different churches, we have discovered that there are still need for different types of churches, uh, meeting different types of needs in the area. And... Um, Maybe as much as two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, a family in the church with us shared a vision for reaching a group in the Jackson area that wasn't being reached. And we prayed about it and talked about it, and we said no for a long time because we both had young families and full careers. And we said no, and then we said no. And the more we said no, the more we really felt called uh, and saw the needs in greater and greater ways. We just kept running into people who had this need. And so uh, this last fall, we started meeting as a as a potential core group just at our house on Saturday evenings for dinner to talk about the needs in our city, uh, in our area, the nature of the gospel, how we could reach people with the gospel who hadn't yet been reached, uh, and even people who were in churches who had needs that um, that weren't being met as well and just kind of on the fringes. And we wanted to pull those people into more central roles in a church being discipled. Um, and that actually grew and was positively received by a number of families in the area. And um, so this last January, we started meeting for public worship. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of just the brief history of it. It's kind of a reluctance on our behalf to do it because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't feel like we had the resources or the training to do it, uh, but we, we wanted to do what, you know, basically this. We wanted to preach the gospel to uh, the people who hadn't heard it in the area. We wanted to invite them in to our lives and those people on the fringes who were looking for a place to land, we wanted to invite them in as well. And so that's how we started. One thing I found interesting, inspiring when I talked to you is here's Miles as a <laughs> decorated professor, so to speak, a PhD, and he's uh, gone through the academic hoops to be where he is teaching Old Testament. And yet you weren't sensing a call to go through all of the church planting hoops. There seems there can be a there can yeah. be a lot of hoops in the church planting world. So you can talk about that that tension there. Uh, between maybe what the prevailing notion of a church plant is compared to... Yeah. It's it's perhaps good to be addicted to Hebrew because it keeps you from knowing a lot about a lot of other things. And so, <laughs> to be honest, 
I didn't know anything about church planting, and, and I still I'm learning from my students what's required mm. to church plant, how much money they have to raise, what kind of assessments they need to have, uh, how they have to travel, what has to be done with their families, all that kind of business. It's just overwhelming. Mm. Um, and I knew that in my own life, uh, I didn't have time to participate in all those different things and felt like there were people here who wanted to preach the gospel. There were people here who wanted to love people. There were people, families who wanted to get together and say, we don't know what we're doing. We love the Lord. We love his word. We love his people. So let's, let's start something. So it was as simple as that. And I think, I think there are lots of different ways to do church planting, and I'm thankful for them all. I mean, I'm thankful for the organizations that exist explicitly to church plant, right? And I'm thankful for my students who want to go out and do that church planting work. But I think there's also kind of this, uh, this, this ability for people in, in an area to just say, I live here, I'm the church, we can start a church, right? Um, and so you can get together and you can pray, and you could pray that God might send someone who could preach or teach. And, you know, vocationally, you know, there are a couple of us suited to do that. And so um, I share duties with another colleague, and we switch off. And if we can't do it, we have a student help us. And so we are rich in terms of resources where we are. And I think anytime you have a seminary or a Bible college in the area, you can do things that you couldn't do any, mm. anywhere else. And so I think what I'm trying to do is leverage those advantages mm-hmm. for the local church in the area. And so uh, you're still full-time. As a professor at RTS, yeah. explain to me, you know, your full-time vocation and how that relates to church yeah, planning. Yeah, I, I teach, uh, you know, I have a full-time load teaching. I'm the academic dean. I'm a very happily married man. I have four great kids, and all of that takes um, a substantive amount of time. I'm a, I'm a CrossFit addict, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I've got commitments there, and that's how I met Joseph here. And so, um, yeah, so I do have a full life, but I think... Um, that life allows me to intersect with people. And in fact, here's the thing. It was really at the CrossFit gym that I got motivated to church plant because I was seeing, you know, I was seeing, you know, CrossFit as an organization is a disciple-making organization, this, this, this exercise movement. And I was thinking, you know what? They're doing it with almost nothing. People are getting together, working hard, and something's happening. And I thought, we can do the same thing, but we can do it for the gospel, mm. for the church. And so uh, there are people at our gym who trickle in. I met Joseph, who helps us lead worship at the gym. No other contact before that, but God put us together, and we're, and we're doing this thing together. Other people from the gym come. Uh, and so it's, it's fantastic. And I, I, what, what happened was, in my busy life and even at this gym, I was meeting more and more people who had greater and greater needs, and they needed a place for those needs to be met in the context of a church that they didn't have. And so I was motivated. I felt like my church where I was at that time was full. I mean, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, and I felt like if I invited them, they would just get lost. And so I wanted to invite them to a place where they wouldn't get lost, where they would feel immediately apart. They would know somebody, and somebody would know if they're gone. Mm -hmm. And so that was important for me because I knew if I invited them, uh, you know, the, the church has a great ministry that I came from, and it was robust and wonderful, but there was just that particularly small need, the kind of the um, more casual, user-friendly, not intimidating kind of mode of the church. And, you know, as the church gets bigger, it may lose some of that, right? But we're a church that really doesn't want to get above 100. As soon as we hit that 100 mark, we want to do the same thing again and plant. 
and the reason we can do that is because we've got this seminary in town. And, you know, I'm training all of these guys who can preach and teach. And so if we can't fill a couple of pulpits every Sunday, we're doing something wrong. Mm. And so if we can't start all these little churches all over the place, you know, I've got students every year who don't know what they're going to do when they graduate. And I just think that's tragic. There are so many people out there who need help and mm. who need the gospel. And so this is one model to do it. So you know, here we are, admittedly, you know, Old Testament professor talking about church planting, and mm. you're very much in the midst of, of doing this. So uh, a year from now, you may have some further reflections, five years from now, yeah. ten years from now. Uh, so far, what are the kinds of, of lessons, just some fresh, fresh thoughts for us from the field as, as you're discovering okay. God's leading? Sure. Um, number one, don't be afraid to make mistakes. I would say, you know, almost at the beginning of each service, we say, we're new. We have really no idea what we're doing. Uh, and so if you'll bear with us, we'll do the best we can, but we're going to make mistakes. And it really kind of takes the, the pressure off of everybody, both the people who are coming for the first time. They feel like, well, they don't know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So we're here together. So I would say that's one thing. Don't feel the pressure to be overly perfected at the beginning. The other thing is um, don't feel I would say don't feel the pressure to have all your needs met right at the beginning. I mean, we didn't know where we were going to meet. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're still right now, even, in fact, looking for another building to meet. And we have no idea where we're going to where we're going to meet, but we just feel simply called to pray about it. The Lord will lead us and he'll open doors. And when that time comes to move, we'll move. Um, so we're not really stressed out about the details too much. Uh, we're really about trying to provide uh, good gospel preaching and teaching and then getting into people's lives in the middle of the week to see that unfold. So I would say just invest your time in the right places. I, I would say, I guess, one of the things I see church planters do often is they're caught up in the administration. Mm. And those are good and necessary things. You've got to have administration, but that really isn't church planting in my mind. It's more corporate building and or business building. And so because we have preaching and teaching resources and music resources and f facilities for us, we can really worry about the main thing. So that's been encouraging for us. I mean, we, it's, it's no frills, right? I, I print out the bulletin on my computer 30 minutes before I go to preach or teach you know, in church, you know, and I put them in single-sided, and then I've got to flip them over and do them back. They're hot out of the thing. My kids fold the bulletin, and we run to church. Okay. So, I mean, that's what we do. My wife cooks and makes dessert, and we, bring, we load up the back of the car with food because we eat afterwards. And so that's what our Saturday looks like, and my kids love it. It is something we do together as a family mm. on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so we really are a family ministry team. And that's been a great thing for me um, because traditionally what Sunday would have meant is uh, we all go to church, but I'm off doing something else. Mm -hmm. uh, and now really in this model, we're all doing it together yeah, and everyone's pulling together. And it's been great for my kids. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I'm thrilled just for that. So let's close here with, with counsel for a couple of groups of people. The first group here is uh, guys who are already into church planting, excited about church planting. Maybe they clicked on this podcast because it had the word church planting in the title. They're <laughs> consuming everything church planting. Okay. Before them lies denominational hoops to clear and the raising of lots of money and going to different evaluations, and it, mm -hmm. it perhaps seems daunting to move forward. And they hear you talk, and, and they think, oh, well, maybe here's an, another way to do it. Would there be any, any cautions or warnings that you would want to give to guys who are maybe for the first time being excited about a, a more simple model of church planting. Yeah, I, I mean, I think one thing to say is if you're in a system and that system can support you, 
then you should try to use that system and its resources if you can. And if you've got the time, I mean, don't be bogged down by the system, but the system is there to help. And I mean, that's why they built those systems. Mm. Um, but secondly, if you don't have that system, don't be afraid to try your own. Um, I mean, that's really what we did. We were unskilled, unequipped, uh, really not educated in what was proper. And so people would ask us, what are we doing? Or how are you doing? Or what model are you using? I would just say, I have no idea, mm. right? The model is we show up, we preach the gospel, and we eat together, and then we try to get to know them and love them during the week. Mm. That's the model. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord has provided for us in terms of resources and needs, and uh, it's growing a little bit, and we're, we're very overwhelmed by God's grace. It's very eclectic, <laughs> um, and we like that. I mean, we have young and old, male and female, married and single. We have people from different countries, um, different ethnicities. It's just been great for such a small church. Uh, we're very encouraged by kind of the the rabble that God is bringing uh, to worship together, and mm -hmm. so we're very thrilled about that. And we're we're um, unapologetically reformed. We love the gospel. We love God's word. That's what we preach, and that's what we teach. And uh, we're big Jesus freaks, and so people I think want to hear that, and we're we're thrilled that we can be a part of it. So. Mm -hmm. So use the system if you got one, right? But if you don't have one, don't be afraid, right? There are other ways to do it. The Lord will provide in remarkable ways. He's not bound to the system, but he's also can use, he also can use the system that's there. And so, I, you know, I train a lot of guys who are um, either PCA or RUF, you know, go to RUF Ministry Reform University Fellowship. And, um, and I think, you know, those systems are really great. They're putting a lot of students into ministry positions where they couldn't naturally go. Some people need that structure. Right, but I would just encourage people to think that that structure is not the only way to mm. do it. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to do it, and to be connected as well. Eventually, you can start out as a as an individual group and then get connected, or you can start out in a connected environment. And different people work differently in different ways, and you really never know what kind of core group you're going to to grow with. And once you get kind of that plurality of leadership mm -hmm. and that consensus of where we're going, what we're doing, then you can, as a group. Think about who you might want to associate with, and I think that's that's also a good, a good mm. and healthy model. That's good. Yeah. And how about counsel for another group, folks who maybe just listen to Desiring God podcasts? They love the theology refresh, and now we're going a little practical angle here mm -hmm. in this podcast. Maybe for the first time, they're they're thinking fresh about church planting. Maybe okay. a little something is starting. Uh, what would you say to the folks who don't know hardly anything about church planting, and maybe there's a, a new window of openness coming along? Yeah, I don't know if there's a new window of openness or not, you know. I mean, that's how much I don't know about church planting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd have to be more plugged in than I am to know. I mean, I, if you want to know a question about Hebrew, I can tell you what the <laughs> new windows <laughs> there are. You go. If you want to know something a little bit about Genesis, I can help. Um, but just for, the, just for the individual, maybe yeah. for individually for the first time, they're, they're open to church planting in a new way. Then do it. That, that's my advice. <laughs> do it. Don't be afraid. Uh, you know, it's hard to get a job in an established church. You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have things to run into. You're going to have adjustments to make. It's hard to plant a church. There's no, you know, the ministry, man, is not easy. If you're preaching God's word and you're loving his people and you're being faithful in those categories, it's going to be hard. Mm. It's going to be hard. And so um, there's, there's no easy route. I, I would say don't ever look for the path of least resistance. That's the, usually the wrong path. And so... Look to where God has planted you then. I mean, maybe God has brought you to a place, a seminary in a part of the country 
that has a specific need, that's, and that's the reason you're there by God's providence. Or maybe he has you connected with a particular region or missionary agency outside of where you're seminary, someplace you've come from. Consider that reality going back mm. and, uh, you know, and plant a church there. You know, that's, I mean, as I see my students graduate, I would hope that all of them would consider for at least some of their vocational objectives that they would look beyond the U.S., the U.S. has needs, uh, and we need to fill those pulpits as well, but there are just an exploding amount of needs across the world, and I think fewer and fewer of my students are really thinking strategically in terms of church planting out there. Mm. There's a lot you can do for a very little amount of resource in other parts of mm. the world, and so I would say don't feel like you have to have it all put together or figured out because then it will just never get off the ground. Mm. In some sense, it's better to make mistakes Right, you learn so much through making mistakes and trial and error. And if you're transparent, right, and you're willing to repent, and you're willing to say I made mistakes, uh, then I think people will move along with you because mm -hmm. they're the same thing. You know, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to want leaders who are transparent and will repent and say we've made mistakes. So we've would, already made them. <laughs> there you go. But would you close us in prayer? Whether it's our church planning junkies or our neophytes, would you pray for us as we conclude? Sure. Now, Father in heaven, we give you thanks for your church and for equipping people to serve your church. And so, Father, I simply pray that you would continue to call men and women to works of service across the world to serve your church in any capacity. But, Father, I pray especially that if there are those out there considering new church work, church planting where it's not been done, that you would either provide for them a system to work through or that they would not fear doing something radical and unique and different in the context of your grace and your power and your sovereignty, knowing that when you're on their side, it's going to work. And the gospel is the power of God for salvation. And so if they're preaching the gospel, they will be a successful church planter. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.